I knew you weren't a doctor. I knew it. You'll never get away, you know. You'll either be captured or killed. One less worthless man around, one less burden to society. Unbelievable. I've survived worse than you. World wars, old age, marriage, and weak men like you. Men who don't have the guts to survive in the real world. Men who are just scared little boys, intimidating everyone with their aggressiveness because they're afraid the world will find out how small their... <laughs> I don't have this. No, lady. I'd like to tie you to the back of a truck. You don't have the You got balls. some work and post on this, don't you? No, no. This one I gotta don't. It's not worth it. What? I know. I know. Mary, gag your grandma. <laughs> what is wrong with you? Oh, the rep? I've never seen this. Nice and yeah. sweet and your face right now. Patient. I know loan sharks. It seems amazing. You. Your husband ain't dead, lady. He's hiding. <laughs> <laughs> you have not seen the rep. I've never seen the rep. Oh, you got it's that's your next one, but bro. But if it's anything like that clip, I'm down. I'll oh, catch it. Yeah. It you it is the yeah. original Bad Santa, man. I mean it is Really? Oh yeah. So that's why I played that clip today. Um That's a Christmas movie. There was a yes. So that's a Christmas movie. How about that? Um I I, I the, 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 the Fun release for the whole family. Yes. The, the the release of the Mental Floss top twenty uh, most ex- expletive filled Christmas movies came out today. The ref right there that came out in 1994, my senior wow. year of high school. Dennis Leary, dude. One of my favorite all-time just people, man, in sure. general, dude. Funny. I met him once in St. Louis. Okay. Great guy. Does a lot for the community. Anyway, um, but that that movie came in at number two with 86 total cuss words in that movie, that Christmas movie. All right. Is number one Bad Santa? Number how many? Yeah, we'll we'll get to that in a second. Okay. But Home Alone came in at number twenty, with really? nine bad words in it. Yeah. And so, what, what are they, they qualifying as bad words? They okay. consider the D and A and and H. We can't say that on this podcast. No. <laughs> really? No. 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 But how many swear words? Okay, so 86 swear words, bad bad words for the ref that came in at number two. I mean, how many do you think were in Bad Santa at number one? Movie came out in 2003. I mean, if we're counting D, H, and A, I mean, there's got to be like 175. You're under. <laughs> 250. You're still under. <laughs> right. 255. You're okay. close. I'm, that's close. 255 swear words. In that that's ridiculous. I mean, if you're counting D, H... <laughs> You've got D and H, though. <laughs> that inflates those numbers, but 255? Oh, yeah. 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 All right. Isn't that great? Uh, well, it's such a great the movie. The ref, go check it out, man. Okay. Yeah. And other, other movies on that list, of course, Trading Places, one of my favorites, man. I love that movie. Have you seen Trading Places? Tell me you've seen Trading Places. Dan Aykroyd, Eddie Murphy. With uh, Dan Aykroyd. Oh, yeah. I mean, yeah, yeah. Classic. Not since I was young, but I've so seen it. So good. Yeah. Die Hard on there. Yep. Just Friends, Black Christmas, uh, Family Man. Um, what was the other one I was shocked by? Oh, a Christmas story. Oh, sure. Eleven. Yeah, it's got a few bad words in it. So <laughs> Yeah, I mean No bad words though on the fancy football junkies. <laughs> I mean, I'm down to change that if you want. Ah, I'm sure, yeah, yeah. Yeah. That's a TikTok trend going on right now is parents letting their kids actually say one bad word and get away with it and, and the looks on these kids' faces. They think they're gonna get in trouble. It's uh-huh. so funny. So look that anyway. 
Guys, welcome to uh, Week 15. This fantasy football playoffs have begun for a majority <laughs> what was that? of fantasy football <laughs> leagues, right? That was my uh, Harry Carey meets, uh, I don't know, some crazy weird game show host. It sounded like Jimmy Fallon on the SNL. Ew, no. When he, Get out when of he here. was doing radio guy. Welcome back. No. And we're back. No. <laughs> That's what it sounded like. That's why I get paid the bid bucks, man. Dollar over minimum wage, baby. Look at you. So, fantasy playoffs um, begin this week. A lot of your 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 uh, ego's extra point was was perfect uh, last week. We I, I posted it this week. I saved it because this okay. was when fantasy playoffs you know began. So I, I posted I think Monday. Okay, just to make sure that people you know knew that's something that you really got to take care of. Set yourself up. A lot of different angles that you can work your team with right now and play and set up their strategy involved. Um, and and what, what you talked about on that ego's extra point, people really need to go check that out on our Fantasy Football Junkies Facebook page about how you uh, protect your team and how you can actually help your team uh, win and, and stop other teams from, from doing certain things. It's so, about sabotaging other teams. Yeah, and, it's, yeah. And, and that is a great, great strategy. Um, I also like to, to, to play the strategy also – um, I, I don't do it so much during the regular season because I always do match. I, I always try to go most points scored, um, no matter what teams are playing each other. But if I'm playing your team and you've got um, Tom Brady, Mike Evans might be someone that I'm putting in my lineup, yeah. even if he's not projected to score a lot of points. Okay, so that's the kind of strategy I'm talking about. You really got to be careful. I. Uh... <laughs> In the early, early years of fantasy football, one of my buddies, we were playing each other in the playoffs, and I had Peyton Manning, and that was my big. I was just running through the league with with prime Peyton Manning. And I run into this guy into the playoffs, and he had, like, Reggie Wayne and um, Marvin Harrison. Oh, and uh, their, whoever their slot receiver was at the time, he played all three of them against me. That was his strategy was... Peyton Manning's not getting points that I'm not getting. Yep. Beat me. Yeah. And I've done it before, too. I, d- I did it when, um, who was it with New England uh, and Tom Brady? I had, uh, gosh. What you would have had, what, like names? Welker? I had Welker, uh-huh. and then I also had the other guy, real fast uh, slot receiver, um, Amendola. Oh, okay, sure. Yeah. Yeah. I had two of those guys. And, and, and I'm not starting Welker and Amendola. In, in any regular season matchup. Welker you were. Welker, but I'm not in starting PPR, both yeah. of them. Of course. But yeah, I started both, both of them in the playoffs, and it, it won it, every point that Tom Brady got. You uh, got more. I was like halvesies. You know, I was halvesies on but, it. So yeah, it's, but it's split. Receivers get more than quarterbacks, right? right? but, I mean, so, if you can yeah. split those points, you mm-hmm. know what I mean? I mean, that's that's a great, great thing for you to do. So so look carefully at that, okay? Uh, Bonzi Eagle here. Uh, it's Week 15, Fantasy Football Playoffs. And um, I mean, we've got some some big big news this week, man. Big news. Gosh, well, I mean, did, did my Baker Mayfield call not come through or what? What was that? Are you going to give credit where credits due again? Or are you just going to like slap me in the face and say, well, you know, Bonzi makes more mistakes pronouncing people's names you than do. actually calling out the great shots? You're really bad about that. But uh, I mean, he stepped in, won the game. I told you he was getting reps. I told you he's coming in, yeah. and, and it was going to depend on how it went. Yeah, I mean, you're not plugging him into a fantasy lineup. Not this but, week. Yeah. But just in a general last week sense. on those buys, if you had to, if you had to start somebody, yeah, you're right. I mean, we, I said Baker Mayfield is not a bad option uh, to put in there. Yeah, yeah, you know? he won, got a few <laughs> fantasy points along the way. 
Um, yeah, wow. Does nope. that make his 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 off? Does that make Jefferson finally someone that you can trust? No. <laughs> okay. No. All right. You're still not putting anybody in from the Rams. Your boy Brock Purdy. We're going to talk about him for uh, tomorrow night's matchup. What do you What do you do with him? Uh, is he the next Kurt Warner? Is he the next Tom Brady? Is he? I mean, what's going on with that? I'm excited. <laughs> I'm excited. You're a San Francisco 49er fan. You've got to say that before Die you start saying that. Lifelong. Okay, just wait till I get to the, the Thursday Night Fantasy Football Focus. Okay. I, I, I end it with him, and I'll let you chime in on that, okay? Fair enough. So that that's our segue into the Thursday Night Fantasy Football Focus. Um, guys, there's a lot going on. Teams that, you know, Dallas barely, barely winning. I mean, you can see with this long season now, and we talked about it, I think, the last couple of weeks, Ego, that this is going to change fantasy football playoffs. I mean, this is really yeah. going to change. You know, the teams that are still in a race, which I actually like, you know, that there are a lot of teams that still have a shot at, at postseason play because they're they're not benching anybody. They're not putting anybody down, at least for this week. All yeah. right? So week 15, I think you're going to get a true week. We have we got no buys this week. Right. Every team is playing. And they all want to win. Right. Yeah. Right. Except for Houston. Well, I mean, whatever. They got nothing to lose. They put up a fight, you know. Yeah. But anyway, I think a lot of teams, lot of, there's not a lot of players that you're sitting um, or, or going, man, do I do I sit this guy for this guy? But Well, here, when we get to the extra point, I, this is good. It's a good one this good. week and it kind of ties in. Yeah. Because the next two weeks could be different. Yep. They could be different. And if you're, you know, you're someone that's been relying on Jalen Hurts. I'm licking my chops, baby, because yeah. uh, I'm not that guy. That's not the guy on my team that I'm relying on. So, so are you predicting right now in the next couple of weeks, Jalen Hurts? Yes or BS questions are still to come, Ego, okay? Oh, okay. Just so you know. Should, should I just wait and let the show unfold? Yes. Okay, All right, here we go. That. Thursday Night Fantasy Football Focus. It's San Francisco at Seattle. The Seahawks still have a shot to win the NFC West, but aren't likely to do so unless they find a way to win Tomorrow night against the the Niners. Quarterback Geno Smith has been one of the league's best all season. Who would have thought that when we started off the season? 264 yards, three passing touchdowns were not enough to pick up a victory against uh, Carolina in Week 14. In a must-win situation for Seattle, can we count on Smith as being a QB1 this week? Especially since this is a one-and-done now with the playoffs beginning for a lot of fancy football managers, you know, this is it. Yeah. Like, if this is your quarterback, if this is, you know what, you you snuck into the playoffs like Ego with a losing record, um, you know, and Geno Smith is your guy, do you roll with him tomorrow night, all right? Uh, Smith had his worst fantasy game of the year against the 49ers back in, in Week 2. He finished with just seven fantasy points. Yeah, 49ers have allowed the third fewest points to QBs this year, and it's kind of odd because it's opposite for the wide receiver points. It's kind of weird how that, that, that stat works. So Smith, I think, is hard to trust tomorrow. Um, yeah. I put him at a QB2 at the most. Um, what do you think about that? Yeah, I'm not starting Geno Smith if I can help it tomorrow. Okay. And with, with no buys, it, if you're in a situation where you know maybe you had um, Kyler Murray and Geno was the backup, and and that's what you're looking at, and it's you know your only other choice is to maybe go grab Andy Dalton or something. Then okay, yeah. But the Niners, and you mentioned receivers have better luck against the 49ers than the quarterbacks do, and that's that's because of PPR formats mm -hmm. because quarterbacks are forced to get rid of the ball quickly, and even though it's just a, a quick out, a two yard catch. 
that receiver is still getting points for catching that two yard out, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. They get hit right when they catch the ball. Right. But they get points for that. But no, uh, Geno Smith is going to be on his back a lot of the day. Quarterbacks do not put up big games against the 49ers. They allow like 200 yards per game through the air. I think 12 touchdowns on the season. So yeah, you can't tell you're a 49ers fan at all. Um, one player <laughs> who stepped I'm not up. Lying. Well, listen, one player who stepped up, and this is where I'm going to get into that flippy floppy uh, stat here for the 49ers defense because again, they're really good against quarterbacks. But then there's some leakage, I think, in the defense for wide receivers because one player who stepped up last week in the passing game uh, was, was DK Metcalf. I mean, he thought he fought through a, a hip thing. I think it was a, a heel thing. I mean, his his legs are not good right now. Uh, he still caught five passes over 71 yards and a touchdown. He averaged uh, almost 15 fantasy points over his last six games. I think you still target him as 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 a wide receiver two against a 49ers D that's 20th against fantasy wide receivers. How does that stat, how do you think there's that flippy-floppy stat? They're so good against quarterbacks, mm-hmm. but still allow the wide receiver points. Uh, I, I just talked about it. They're, he's going to catch balls, right? Um, is he going to get like deep down the field? Is he going to find the end zone twice? Or, doubtful. You know what I mean? But he'll, he'll probably still catch like six or seven balls. For 50, 60 yards, something like that. And that's gonna that's a decent but, 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 but my question is, wh- where, where do you think that flippy-floppiness is coming into play? Because, I mean, if, if I had any of those players, that's something that I'm looking at. You know, And the first thing yeah. I start off with is that great number against a quarterback. I feel like if there's a great number like that against a quarterback, I don't want to start the wide receivers. Yeah, it's, um, I mean, the numbers, I guess, just kind of are what they are. They've allowed 12 passing touchdowns on the season. So... Not likely to get into the end zone, right? Right, but he's going to catch balls. Okay, that's okay. They, so PPR definitely get D- DK. Absolutely, in, you know for sure. Absolutely, yeah. Right. And, and wide receiver two flex spot. Okay, don't expect a big like twenty five point outing. That's right. you're probably not going to get it. Right, lock it as well. Well, I and I'm, yeah, Tyler we'll get to him in the booms. Well. That's a, that's a boom play. Okay, that I've got for this week. So hold up on that. Um, one receiver, I think, on the other sideline that 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 I think, and and again, I'm going to rely on the San Francisco fan here who knows most about the Niners here. I, but I think he, you know he, he just I think there's a big star around his name. I think people are circling him right now, and I also think the Seahawks are circling him right now as a wide receiver for the 49ers. Um, is Brandon Ayuk? You know, mm-hmm. uh, he finished with 57 yards and a touchdown in last weekend's win against Tampa. Uh, Ayuk, you know, should see. And, and what I'm looking at and reading on some of these fancy sites, the most targets that um, he's ever seen in a 49ers game with Debo being out this week with that MCL sprain and ankle sprain. Um, he could be a wide receiver one. He was close to being my boom player this week other than Lockett when we get to him in just a little bit. Um, Seahawks D is sixth against fantasy wide receivers. But something I read about about Brock Purdy, he's you know in two games he's thrown more deep passes than Jimmy Garoppolo has in the last two years for the 49ers. Ayuk really? is a guy that can catch those deep passes. Yeah, I mean they were showing some stat that uh, Purdy uh, has thrown twenty yard completions, more twenty yard completions in the last two weeks than Garoppolo has last two years. I mean, that's insane. That is insane. I would so, not have guessed that. Ayuk and I watch all their games. Yeah, yeah, I love it. I mean, I love this play. It seems like it seems like when you watch the games that that Purdy gets rid of the ball quick. They're you know, it, but at the same time, it's not like Jimmy Garoppolo was five step drop looking deep all the time. Right. 
I brought up his name earlier, you know, Kurt Warner. I said, is, is, is Brock Purdy the next Kurt Warner? And I'll, and I'll bring him up again. Kurt Warner is somebody I actually do when we watch these fantasy shows, the NFL.com. I, I do listen to what this guy has to say. Sure. He's smart. And, 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 and I love him. I mean, he's, he's, he's my bud. You uh-huh. know, I mean, it, it being a St. Louis Rams guy that gave us a Super Bowl. Um, he said something that, you know, when you, when you watch these shows and there's five different panelists, mm-hmm. there's always the one panelist, I think, that if somebody says something, there's always one panelist out of at least four or five that's not going to agree with what somebody says about. And he said something about Brock Purdy that everyone kind of looked at each other like, oh, wow. I mean, that, that is exactly what Brock Purdy does. For the 49ers, he makes the easy layups. Yeah. He is a guy that for this team, for the 49ers team and the way it's built, if he makes, if he goes 20 for 20 on these easy layups, and I'm stealing what Kurt Warner said. I'm telling you right now, this is what he said. It's not what I said. Yeah. But it's, I, 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 I think he's 100% right. He could be the next Tom Brady. On this team, look at <laughs> compare him, compare him. Ego, listen, Tom Brady on the Patriots. Yeah. What did he do? He made the easy layups, man. Yeah, you know that. And those Patriots teams never had a like a standout superstar. So Brady didn't have to force the ball to one guy, which allowed him to just take what was there, right? And that's how he had success. Brock Purdy, it's. In a very similar sense, it's nothing but superstars. <laughs> and so he's allowed to also just take what's there. He doesn't have to force the ball to anybody. It's who's open, get him the ball, and then whoever that guy is happens to be also like an all-pro superstar, which is really, really helpful for a young quarterback. Yeah. But, yeah, no, I um, I like IU quite a bit this week. Still, I've got him in my lineup. What concerns me is that Seattle, I think, is like the second worst rush D in the league. I think they've allowed they're allowing like 160 yards per game, 18 touchdowns, I believe, yes. on the season. Yes, you, yeah, you're stealing the the thunder out from underneath me. Continue, you're doing good. Yeah, but uh, thanks, buddy. I appreciate that. That's but, good. The yeah, good numbers. He has got some numbers. I like. Yeah, yeah, I'm not even reading. <laughs> I'm just talking because it's the it's the, it's the 49ers. <laughs> but uh, I, I mean, I, I think it's a monster McCaffrey day, and then I think. Um, Who's the backup? I think he might even be a flex option. Mason. Uh, yeah, yeah, Jordan Mason. I don't. I wouldn't. I wouldn't start him. But here's if you're the thing. In trouble. Well, here's the thing, and I think you're exactly right. And, and and I just threw so much fire on 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 Purdy's jock. I really did. Yeah. I do like his his remaining schedule. I, I remaining. I, I like his remaining. Are you okay with it? Man? You yeah. My phone slipped okay, out of my just, hand. Sorry, man. Two times. Just getting excited about the 49ers. I'm so though. excited about the 49ers. So um anyway, I threw a lot of fire on his jock, and and, and rightfully so because you know the the, the kid. It's it's up. To to this kid to really you know do what he wants to do with his future, um, and he's been impressive, man. I'm telling you right now. Um, this game though tomorrow, what you just said, his numbers are going to be very limited, I think, because it is going to be the Christian McCaffrey show. It is going to be the 49ers running the ball, and again, you know, depending on how the game goes, we've seen crazy weird things on Thursday night football. I still am not going to put Purdy. As a starting quarterback this week, I'm not doing it. There's so many other options there for you guys. Um, you know, even Trevor Lawrence this week against Dallas, man. You know, I mean, that's a sneaky, sneaky pick. Trevor Lawrence has been really, really good. Right. So and, uh, let's stick to the Thursday night yeah. football game. But um, Purdy, I, I would not start him. Would I start him next week and the week after that? Maybe. Okay. Because, like we just mentioned, Christian McCaffrey, uh, 14 carries into 119 yards, a touchdown. 
he's starting to tick in the right direction. Okay, He's one of the running backs that isn't scaring anybody right now heading into the fantasy playoffs. You are licking your chops if you have Christian McCaffrey. Um, I would give him this game tomorrow night um, because I've talked to one of the guys in our league that has him. He still has that, oh my gosh, what if something happens. It's McCaffrey, and he's got a questionable tag. You know, He's got a bit of a a lingering issue going into this game. So, but since coming into San Fran for Week Six, his usage and production have been kind of up and down. Um, I think they're using him now in the way that they need to use him. Uh, the Seahawks have allowed the second most rushing to, uh, yards the entire season, two thousand and eighty-six. The third most rushing touchdowns, eighteen. Seattle's also given up the third most receiving yards to opposing running backs. Okay, almost seven hundred yards and the sixth most receptions. So this defense not good against running backs. Okay, McCaffrey should have no problems. I see this as being again. He was almost my boom running back sure. um, for this week. There, there's a possibility of there being three boom players in this game, which should be a fun game to watch. It should be. And another thing to maybe consider with Purdy being such a young and inexperienced quarterback. Going into this game's at Seattle, yeah, and I mean that, the crowd. You're right. Twelfth man, man. Yeah. man is no joke. Yeah. This is, I mean, Shanahan's a smart dude. Right. This is the right kind of night to just lean heavily on your run game yeah. and and not you know put all that pressure of right. that that environment on your young quarterback. We could see even more easy, easy layups, and those easy layups could be yeah. checking down to your your running back out of the backfield. Now, what about the Seattle backfield? All right. <laughs> Kenneth Walker wasn't able to play uh, last week against the Panthers due to that a- ankle, and uh, it- it's still up in the air, questionable. La- last that I saw this morning, he practiced full yesterday? Full practice. Okay, so that's a good, encouraging sign for his ability. Uh, but again, Seattle, it- 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 short turnaround you know, due to the fact that they play tomorrow night. And you know, even though that might be a step in the right direction for this rookie, fantasy managers, I think, should continue to, to pay attention to his status as the week for, you know, is tomorrow. I mean, will he play? Don't here, Here's the one thing. Don't fall into the Travis Homer, I'm a hero trap. No. Please do not fall into that trap, okay? There is a lot of fancy managers, I think, that might be like, hey, you know, somebody said he's on the waiver wire. I'll go pick him up and start him. No, 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 not against the 49ers, okay? Um, that's my Thursday night fancy football focus. I think we covered a ton. I'm going to get more focused on Tyler Lockett when we get to the booms and busts here right after that. You got anything you want to mention about maybe the uh, the San Francisco D? Uh, 75 yards per game and nine touchdowns on the season. That's what they allow. They've allowed to uh, opposing like a uh, running back. Mm-hmm. So um, if I've got Kenneth Walker, running yeah. back situations are scary right now. Yeah, they really are. They're yeah. thin. I'm not, I'm not super excited about it. I would tell you right now, if you are a six team playoff league, I'm probably, I would bet money that not all six have an RB one right sure. now on their teams. Yeah. That's how bad it is. Yeah. And I think it's good. This goes back to what you and I talked about in our pre draft fantasy football shows running backs, running backs, running backs. You need to draft them. And they are showing up huge in need right now. Yeah. And I don't see how you win your fantasy football playoffs if you don't have a good running back that's going to get you 15 to 20 points. Yeah. And it's, I mean, it, it seemed like an easy thing to say at the time preseason, but. Here we are. As much as we talk about man football, and you never know what's going to happen, and it's so unpredictable. The one constant is every season, dude. You got to have running backs. Yeah, you know, because here we are now. Playoffs are starting. It's crickets. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Sure. Week fifteen booms and busts. Let's get right to it, man. Quarterback. I like that I put this guy's name on a 
the list for a boom this week because I hope, and I'm keeping my fingers crossed, uh, I'm, I'm going to try not to say his name. Uh, I have to say his name, but my quarterback boom this week is, and, I, and I'm sad it's this week because I have a bye in my playoffs, Justin Hairbear from oh. the Los Angeles Chargers. Hey, okay, uh, We're seeing just how talented this guy can be when he's got healthy receivers to throw to, man. Yeah. And we've talked about it, too, so many times. I, I think the words that came out of your mouth were, imagine how scary it would be if Allen and Williams and Eckler were all in the field. I think you said that, if they were all in uh-huh. the field at the same time. Imagine how much more fantasy point, and, and, and they showed it. And I mean, don't forget, he his ribs got hurt, yeah. like, what, week two? Right. And so, so he's getting healthy also. Absolutely. And and that, that if you can keep Allen, Williams, and Eckler on the field, Okay, that elite trio of players for for Herbert, it, it, it's going to be insane. Okay, and and so this week against the Titans, guys, set it and forget it. I mean, th- this oh, yeah. this is going to be, I think, a huge game for him. I hope it's going to be a huge game for all of you uh, Charger uh, fantasy player owners. Um, again, I wish I was reaping the benefits this week and not on a buy, but uh, you know, I like Justin uh, Herbert. Uh, my running back boom for this week. And and I hate to say this, I was bound, McCaffrey was going to be my first one. Uh, who was my other running back boom that I was going to put up there? McCaffrey, I just thought was too easy. Yeah, um, yeah Eckler again was going to yeah. be another one. I thought that was going to be too easy. I was also going to put um, uh, Jonathan Taylor in there, but I thought, yeah, it's just too easy, man. You know, just Jonathan I mean, Taylor going against season, Minnesota. I just feel like this, that's all they're going to do. You know, yeah, he he hasn't been himself this season. So if you're predicting him to look like Jonathan Taylor. But I Taylor. think people are starting Jonathan Taylor this sure. year. Okay? Yeah, yeah, this, yeah. this is a guy here I put as a boom that I think you know you guys need to get him in your lineups, especially if you're in the fantasy playoffs and you need running back help. James Conner from the Arizona Cardinals. Okay? Oh, yeah. Devastating, horrific, tragic injury to Kyler Murray. I mean, it just... I don't see how you watch that happen and not feel sick to your stomach because, I mean, you didn't know what happened. I mean, it was just insane. But this sixth-year running back... Has been pretty solid for the Cardinals, uh, handling double-digit carries and drawing three to seven targets in four consecutive games. This automatically, I think, gives Connor with 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 Murray being out, gives him the baton as an RB one with huge upside and mid-range RB two floor. Uh, I think it's a relatively safe you know start too to be like man. I love it going against the Denver Broncos defense too, which is 18th against fancy running backs. I think he's gonna have a boom week. Yep. Um, I think I think the key thing that you said was a floor of like a mid-level RB two, mm-hmm. right? So you know you're gonna get something from Connor. Uh, Denver allowing 117 rush yards per game, so they're vulnerable for sure against right. uh, against the run. Only seven rushing touchdowns. However, so but man, James Conner's got a nose for the end zone. Yeah, you saw that run. Yeah, oh my, where he <laughs> crazy. He just he drug the entire field, like everyone on the field, for eight additional yards into the end zone. That guy is a monster. And the thing about Conner too in the Arizona Cardinals right now, man, is that um, we always talk about target share, and we always talk about when you look at you know I, I think I mentioned it was Singletary, you know, and I got cute one week when when Singletary was getting me. You know, an average of 10 to 12 points every week. Looking at James Conner's fantasy projections from, from multiple maximum leagues now, mm-hmm. and non-PPR, half-PPR, and full-PPR, he's still, every single site has him. They take all that and they average it into one number. 
He's at 12.5 points. So with the way the running backs are right now, you got to take that. Yeah, absolutely. You know, that's a great number. That's in your lineup every week. Absolutely. So And and actually going through the playoffs, too, you know, that would be a good uh, player to have. Wide receiver, boom. uh, I've mentioned it a couple times, and so we'd focus on him a little bit more. Tyler Lockett for tomorrow night's game, man. Uh, Seattle's wide receiving core has really been nothing short of spectacular in 2022. Geno has played well as well. And uh, he benefits from the Tyler, uh, the talent that, that Tyler and DK have on the perimeter. It's it's pretty nice to watch these two go and play. Uh, the Seahawks are set to play, though, and we mentioned it earlier, this big NFC West division game at home against San Francisco, who's dealing with uh, a ton of injuries. And Eagle mentioned that, too. Both sides of the line of scrimmage, Lockett has scored a touchdown in six straight games, and he's churning out high-end, high-ceiling wide receiver two production while possessing that wide receiver one upside. 49ers have the best defense in the league, but they are still the 10th best matchup for fantasy wideouts. So I, I feel like you plug Lockett into the lineups with hes- without hesitation, and I think with the, with the running back scare tactics that are going on right now in Seattle, I don't think that their game plan tomorrow night involves running the ball 20% of the time tomorrow. I, they, <laughs> Yeah, they have to... They have to be focused on trying to move the ball downfield with Geno Smith throwing the ball and, uh, and, and hoping that that line can provide some sort of protection for him because running the ball just doesn't work against San Francisco. I mean, you, you can pass against the, I mean, it's, but you have to, you have to get rid of the ball quick right? because Bosa will be right there in your face mask. Absolutely. Uh, my tight end boom is from the Cleveland Browns. I got David Njoku, uh, a prime candidate to plug into fantasy playoff lineups this week. Watson has a good rapport with this tight end. He actually showed last week. You know, he had nine targets against a very talented Cincinnati secondary, finishing with seven catches, 59 yards, and a touchdown. Uh, he's not touchdown or bust like so many other tight ends, you right. know. And so uh, you make sure if, you, if you've benched him a couple of times because Watson was back, make sure he's back in your lineups this week. So I benched him last week like an idiot, Be, it, and it wasn't because Watson was back. It was because he was limited in practice all week, and I had the decision to make. My only other option was Foster Moreau, who played Thursday night football. Mm-hmm. So I had to make the choice Thursday morning, who do I start, Moreau or Njoku? Njoku has been very limited in practice, still coming off an mm-hmm. injury. So like an idiot, I start Foster Moreau, who got me zero Anyhow, I lost. <laughs> I lost last week. But Fantasy. you're still in the playoffs. I don't right. think you're benching uh, Joku anymore. No, no, no. He's in. All right. So the bust that I have this week, and if you're you know in the playoffs, you might want to listen to this, and, and we'll talk about some other players maybe that you that you can look at maybe starting um, on my quarterback bust this week. And again, if you didn't listen to us last week, that's fine. Uh, Derek Carr for the, for the Raiders. Okay, he's experienced quite a few highs and lows with the Raiders this year. Week 15, he'll face a bottom 10 matchup against the Patriots defense, which returned to form with a strong showing against a shorthanded Arizona offense in Week 14. Uh, Matthew Judon and the rest of the Patriots defense will bring pressure, possess underrated secondary, which doesn't bode well for Carr. He already has a relatively shallow ceiling, maxing out now at 20 PPR points, while falling to 2.58 against the Rams in Week 14. Fade Carr. I mean, this is one guy that I don't think that you're going to be starting as a top 10 fantasy starter. I've got Daniel Jones, Mike White, if he's healthy, Jared Goff, and Trevor Lawrence all ahead of Derek Carr. Yeah, Fantasy Pros has Carr 
all the way down at 17. Oh, wow. Yeah, behind Watson, yeah, Daniel Jones, Mike White. Um, Where's Tua at on that list? So Tua is number nine. Wow. Um, Well, we'll talk about that. Okay. Yeah, hang tight. Right. But um, my pick, I would, I would say Justin Fields. As a bust? As a bust. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, they're at home. Which Who's is, starting Justin Fields, though? Fantasy in, in Pros fantasy has him at number seven. Who's, dude, he's been, he's been really, really good. Wow. Anytime he's out there, what he does with his legs is so phenomenal. Wow. But Philadelphia's coming to town. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That defense yeah. is real. Yeah. I don't yeah. know. I don't see how he's a top 10 with that, with that Philly D. Anyway. So he just has been. All right. Yeah. Uh, running back bust. I've got Travis Etienne, uh, the Jaguars. Uh, the rise of Mr. Lawrence has put a severe cap on Etienne's floor which is good for the Jaguars' late-season playoff aspirations. Can you believe that? The Jaguars are still in the hunt for a playoff spot. No, they look good, man. Um, it's bad for fantasy football, though. <laughs> Second-year running back has been held under two yards per carry in two of his past three games. Etienne's still getting double-digit carries, though, which is always good. You like seeing that. But he only has three targets in his last three games, which all resulted in under seven PPR points. Uh, the passing attack is, is bread and butter for the Jaguars right now, so unless ETN punches in a goal line conversion and returns a five reception for 40 yards like earlier in the season, I, I, I don't see how you have maybe as a flex, maybe as a flex, but I just think with, with Lawrence and these wide receivers now and the tight end, buddy, just, just they are airing it out, and Lawrence yeah. is using his legs like he, like it, it seems like he's never used them like this before. I, I, I don't know how you trust ETN. I, I do recall uh, you mocking me earlier in the season for bringing up Trevor Lawrence and look at him go. <laughs> uh, look at him go now. But ETN, you mentioned it. It's the lack of targets because that guy's an effective pass catcher, and that's where he, like a lot of his fantasy value has been. But, he I mean, he's just been phased out of that offense for some reason, and it's just Trevor throwing the ball downfield and Zay Jones. I mean, it's no coincidence that, that ETN has seen a drop off as Zay Jones has seen a big uptick. Uptick, yeah, for sure. You know, uh, the wide receiver bust I have is your boy Mike Evans from Tampa Bay. There's no <laughs> way you can roll Mike Evans out in the first round of the fantasy playoffs, um, especially against the Bengals secondary. It just there's no way Evans has not delivered a ceiling performance since week number eight, where he logged 18 PPR points in the last three games. Evans has only logged single-digit PPR outings, while failing to crack 60 receiving yards or a touchdown. It's time to start looking at other wide receivers, and I wish my boy was in the hunt. I really, really do, but he ain't. Okay, Moore is gone. That's fine. I think I had a shot. You know, if Baker Mayfield stayed, Moore would have been great. Um, But there are so many wide receivers. When you look down at that list, I mean – Christian Watson from Green Bay. I'd yeah. start him over Evans. I would start Jerry Judy over Evans. I would even start your boy, even though he's on Arizona, Hollywood Brown over Mike Evans this week. You know, With no QB. Yes, I mean it's just I don't know how he 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 could be. I guess a flex wide receiver for you because you know Tom Brady's going to just chuck the ball somewhere somehow some way. Um, but yeah, I think he's a huge bust this week. Uh, yeah, and. And again, I this all kind of ties into the extra point coming up this week. Um, but let's just say I agree. Also, me just saying Mike Evans is going to have a better season than DJ Moore <laughs> does not make him my boy. Just so you know. 
Tight end bust. Uh, I think this is a no-brainer. I'm sorry. I just had to throw it in there because I'm going to bring up Baker Mayfield. Uh, Tyler Higby. Uh, the Mayfield redemption story has been captivating, I guess, way more people than it needs to. Uh, it didn't do much for Higby's upside, though. Seventh-year tight end only caught two passes in each of his past three games while drawing a, a shallow average depth target. Uh, he's actually being used as a blocker now more than he is a pass catcher, which, you know... I would never say, you know, bad things about the pretty boy head coach over there, you know, and and not being someone to um maximize players potential, but Higby I think is one of those guys that they're kind of forgetting about. He's no longer fantasy relevant. Right. That's it. Yeah. It's sad too. Yeah. He's a good player, man. Yeah. Um, you know, if you go check your your waiver wire for a Chig Okonkwu. Yeah. If, Absolutely. If you've been rolling with Higby if he's still out there. Yeah. You know. I don't know. Lots of players there at tight end if you have to start. Even Gerald Everett, man. You know, oh, talking yeah, about my, my boy Hey Bear. You yeah. know, I mean, he loves throwing the ball to, to everybody right now. And so, you know, that's 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 a good start, I think, this week. Uh anybody else, Boomer Bus, you wanna you wanna chat about? No, no, I think we did pretty good there. I like it. Um no no real disagreements. I mean, I, I threw out fields as a potential bust. Um Yeah. But all yeah. right. Week fifteen waiver targets. It's getting so hard right now to come up with with guys. That I think if you're in a good fantasy football league, uh, these players are not available. It's just it's they're not there. Um, but again, there are people that listen to this podcast that I know are doing it for the first time, and I appreciate that. We love you guys. I I, I appreciate you guys listening the most because then I feel like you're getting something out of it. Um, so here are some guys that I think that you could look at and target for this week in your first playoff round. Okay, I mentioned Mike White earlier. Okay, uh, he he is only I can't believe he's only maximum owned by twenty percent of fantasy football <sighs> yeah, leagues, man. That shouldn't be the case. No, and assuming White is healthy for this matchup, the Jets host the Detroit Lions this week in what could be a phenomenal rebound spot for the Jets QB. Uh, brutal game, obviously against against Buffalo. Weather weather is is you know always a factor in when you get this late into the season, but it's not. It shouldn't be a factor at MetLife. Uh, White faces a Lions defense giving up the most fantasy points per game to opposing quarterbacks, all right? Their 32nd Lions are an explosive pass play rate, 30th in EPA, 30th in passing yards per game, 28th in QB passing touchdowns allowed. Do I need to say more? Start Mike White this week if he's playing. Uh, yeah. And pick him up right now. <laughs> yeah, I mean, if he's 20%. Oh, Unreal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was and shocked. This matchup is phenomenal. Detroit's allowed 21 passing touchdowns on the season. <laughs> uh, you know, worse only than Tennessee, I think, who's allowed 25. It's it, They're tied. I, oh, whoa, whoa, there's a few with 24. Anyhow, right. they're very successful. You just th- throw the ball on them. And Mike White, he throws the ball. The injury concern is, I mean, is there. Legit. Yeah, I think, but he came back in and played. I couldn't so. believe it. That was like a video game tackle. Man. I, I was like, like what yeah, in yeah. the hell is this guy's alive? Yep. Uh, two other, uh, actually, one other uh, quarterback for you this week that you might want to look at. He's only owned by 12%, which I, I, I know why, uh, is Matt Ryan. Uh, okay. But going against Minnesota, man, Ryan and the Colts came out of the bye to take on a Vikings secondary that's looking to be struggling in recent weeks. Over the last no- a month, Minnesota has allowed the fourth most fantasy points per game to opposing passers, ranking number one in most passing yards allowed. Indy has been more run-centered since uh, Jeff Saturday took over, but I think it's a great spot for them to let Ryan loose. Uh, Vikings are top three in fantasy points per game allowed to opposing receivers, notably 
giving up top 12 rates to both the perimeter and the slot. No matter where Ryan decides to throw, he should be in line, I think, for a big fantasy outing here in Week 15, especially after the quarterbacks, some of the guys we talked about that you should stay away from. Yeah, and I would say the likelihood of a team being alive in the playoffs right now and also having to start Matt Ryan is really, really Well, if you low. got Kyler Murray and right. he's your starter – and yeah. you need somebody for this week. In, in like a 12-team league right. or something like that right. where there's just nobody or a super flex. Yeah, go get Mike White first. Absolutely. Then, then go get Matt Ryan. Yep, absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. Your running backs uh, waiver. Do you have any other quarterbacks you want to add to the waiver? Uh, just for this week? Just for, just for this these matchups? No. Like Daniel Jones is not, I mean, again, is he He should be owned, I feel like, by a ton of teams. Yeah. And be on your bench. It should not be your starter. He shouldn't be but, your starter. But going this against week. the commanders, man, I mean, come on. You know, why not? That's a good play. I mean, I guess. Deshaun Watson, not a bad play this week. No, no, no. The why not would be um, if you have somebody better. True, <laughs> but yeah. you know, and we don't think they're they're going to flop this week. Right. They'll be serviceable fantasy wise. And right. again, there's a lot of people out there who are rolling with Lamar or you know rolling with Kyler Murray, and they've made it this far. And now, what do they do? Right. So, running back uh, waiver wire. It was really really hard to find some, and these are some players I feel like we've mentioned in the past. Uh, Jordan Mason, we talked about a little bit earlier. He's only twelve percent owned. Uh, he's with the San Francisco 49ers. Uh, we talked about Mitchell, you know, suffering that MCL injury, placed him on IR. Mm-hmm. Uh, and and I touched on it a little bit during the the focus. You know, if you are a Christian McCaffrey owner, you are still feeling, I think, a little like, well, this is what's going to when is it going to be the next injury, right? Jordan Mason better be on your team if you have Christian McCaffrey. Um, in week 13, we saw Mason pick up 15 snaps and eight touches. While Davis Price didn't see a single snap. Now in week fourteen, it was Mason again drawing nineteen touches. All right, or nineteen snaps and eleven touches. Widely available, twelve percent owned. You know, it makes sense to have him on your team, especially yep. if you got McCaffrey. Yeah, um, another one. Check. I don't know how owned he would be, but this matchup is so good. Uh, KC at Houston. Yep. Uh, Jarek McKinnon. Yep. Yep, if he's available. Right, out there. he was around like thirty-two percent, I think. Okay, so he's still widely available. Yeah, that's pretty good. And uh, Pacheco is the one there, but McKinnon right. gets plenty of usage, and Houston is so bad against the rush. Right. Uh, the other w- waiver wire target you should look at is James Connor's backup, Keontae Ingram in Arizona. He's a workhorse back, drawing massive snap two opportunity route shares. In- Ingram is-, is now just one injury away. Yeah. From from being that guy, all right. So get him on your team, and then Rex Burkhead uh, of Houston. You know Houston's Damian Pierce. It looks like he's got a, an ankle thing going on. Uh, it might keep him out for Week 15. Uh, so if you need someone to start, you know after cutting bait with Eno Benjamin uh, yesterday, I mean they they got rid of him. Uh, we're looking at the duo of uh, Ungabwale and, and Burkhead. I mean that's it. I don't even know if you mispronounce that name. Right. Well, Burkhead's a guy. I mean, you, you know, and, and, and look, is it against a, a tough Chiefs unit? Uh, yeah, but uh, we don't need to go crazy uh, with with Pierce being out short term. But Burkhead could be someone you plug in this week. Yeah, desperation. Wide yeah. receiver, uh, waiver wire target. You know, we talked about Elijah Moore a couple of times. I actually picked him up, then dropped him. Picked him up again, dropped him. Um, I think he's worth owning this week. I think he is, too. Uh, Moore has transitioned to the slot in recent weeks. When we combine with uh, Mike White under center, if he does play, 
think we're finally starting to see some dependable opportunities going in Moore's direction. He's seen his targets uptick from 2 to 6 to 10 over the last three games, coming off a 660 outing in disastrous weather against the Bills. This week's matchup against Detroit, we talked about it, could be a thunder show for Mike White. All right. Um, Demarcus Robinson from Baltimore. He's uh-huh. only 15% owned, That's buddy. What I, I, was, I literally have him pulled up on yeah. my phone. Over right the now. last six games, Robinson has averaged six and a half targets per game while drawing five plus receptions and four of six. He's a dependable PPR asset with upside operating as the Ravens' top perimeter guy. Uh, upcoming matchups also against Cleveland, Atlanta, and Pitt create plenty of opportunity for someone who, again, was only maximum owned in fantasy leagues. 15%. Mm-hmm. Go get Demarcus Robinson right now. And then this guy, um, I just want to say his name, Tutu Atwell. There you go. <laughs> yeah. I like it. Uh, when we saw the immediate connection, Baker Mayfield, I think he just liked Tutu, saying the name Tutu because Baker's been wearing one for the past couple years. Oh, Mayfield targeted Atwell a game high nine times. He caught five of them for 50 yards. L.A. also got him involved in some of the rushing opportunities, too, which was weird, man. It was just weird to see that. Uh, we don't need to go crazy again with the, you know, hey, man, he should be your wide receiver one or wide receiver two. But could Tutu Atwell be someone that you plug in there to flex in your playoffs? Absolutely. Why not? Uh, I don't know why not. Sure. Go ahead. <laughs> um, a, a couple of others. Go see if Westbrook Akine is is mm-hmm. available. We've talked about him before on this show. And with Debo Samuel out, Jawan Jennings yep. from San Francisco is another one Good who, call. Uh, yeah, who might might catch a few balls. Uh, tight end, wa- waiver wire pickup. I, there's really just one that I'm looking at right now, especially for this week, is Daniel Bellinger for the Giants. Okay, He, he returned from injury in Week 13, picked up promptly where he left off. And I think we said that was going to happen. I mean, you know, We called it. Yeah, you know, we da- said that. Daniel Jones loves this guy. Uh, five targets, playing 97% of the snaps. He was in the middle of 100% route rate in Week 14 against the Eagles prior to that rib injury forcing him out. So if he's healthy and good to go this week, he draws a matchup against a Washington D that just played two weeks ago and went five for 24 and a five catch tight end. You know, they don't grow on trees. All right. So if you have to start a tight end, go get Bellinger and start him. Yeah. And keep an eye on that rib injury. He did leave that game last week right. with a rib injury, but um, anyhow, he has been ruled out if he's playing. I've got. <laughs> So there's a bit, you know how every now and then there's like these fantasy loopholes that appear. Mm-hmm. Jeff Driscoll, quarterback for Houston, okay, um, got a little play at quarterback last week. Okay. Might get a little more this week. Yahoo has him listed as a quarterback slash tight end. Did you know that? No, I didn't. Okay, so it's the only the only site that I found that on. And who is it on? He's on Houston. Jeff Driscoll. No, but which side is that on? It's Yahoo. Okay. Yahoo has him as a quarterback slash tight end, kind of like Taysom Hill. So if you need a tight end this week and you're struggling and Jeff Driscoll is out there and you're looking for a home run, you know, swing for the fences, you you might get quarterback numbers at your tight end spot with this guy. Okay. So Something to look at for sure. Yeah. My uh, defense streamers for this week, I've got three again. I got the Packers versus the Rams. All right. Obviously. Um, you know, you got Baker Mayfield back there. You got this 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 Rams offense that what are they going to do? You have no idea. Yeah. Vikings versus Indy and the Saints versus Atlanta. I like all three of those for your streamer defenses this week. I mean, you you covered it. You covered it there. There I mean, there's not going to be too many good options available. I I went and picked up Minnesota in a league. Um, 
Yeah, I, I literally picked up the exact defenses you just mentioned. Oh, nice. So, yeah. Very good. Yeah, yeah. All right, so yes or BS before we get to the uh, Egos extra point. We're going to start with Jalen Hurts right now. Okay. Jalen Hurts, yes or BS, will start for your fantasy playoff team next week. Well, who do they play? Doesn't matter. Well, yes. They should clinch it. Yes. You think he's going to play the whole game? I should have said that if they clinch. Yeah, if they clinch. I mean, yes, still. The whole game. Well, here's the thing is there is too much time between now and the actual NFL playoffs Uh that he's got to play. He can't just stroll into the NFL playoffs not having If they've clinched, do you think he plays a lot in Week 17? In Week 17, you're you're looking at maybe like a half. Okay. Right, yeah. I I think I think week sixteen if they clinch, he's going to go at least three quarters, and I'll take three quarters. Jalen okay. Hurts. Okay, very good. Week seventeen, if he's only, I'm I'm going to be real iffy about that one. Okay, you know they'll get him some reps so he's not too rusty. But who? I'm starting uh, yes or BS. I'm starting James Conner over Alvin Kamara this week. Kamara's going against Atlanta. I'm going to say. BS. Okay. And I, it's not that I like Kamara that much. Okay. It's that that's a tough matchup for James Conner. Okay. It really, really is. I really think he's going to get the ball a lot. I think the, I, st- he, the star is over him. I think he's that guy, if you're playing Madden, he's that guy that's got his, his bars all the way lit up. Oh, yeah. But how fast is that bar going to fall a, down? That's the, the thing, game? man. And he's, right. he's a little bit dinged up also. And, and so I just I, I feel like Kamara and what he's going to do catching balls out of the backfield mm-hmm. is a safer play. Uh, this is a two-parter here. Okay. 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 Yes or BS, Tom Brady bounces more than 10 balls off of the ground in front of a wide receiver this week. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I, think, I, think, I think you still have a nightmares about that Niners pass rush, you know, just terrorizing him. I think he's got a little PTSD. <laughs> Poor guy, man. It, I know. You never feel, you've never felt bad for like, you know, the the man in the world who has the most going on. For, you know, but it's just, I feel bad for him almost. <laughs> right. And then the, the, other, the other part of that question was, we're going to stick with Tom Brady. Oh, man, where did she go? I just had a picture of her. Yes or BS, uh, Tom Brady has uh, one-upped his ex-wife. Giselle? Have you seen yeah the, the the new Tom Brady uh girlfriend? No, I have not. I'm going I can't even say her name. I'm not even going to try it. Where did she go? Let me guess. She's a model? Oh, uh, yeah. <laughs> oh, here she is. Tom Brady moved up <laughs> with this with this new girlfriend from Giselle. Uh, yes or BS? BS. BS. No, she's fine. <laughs> yeah, I mean, she's fine. I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. Twenty no. years younger than than Tom. <laughs> See, the, you're the, saying BS. Yeah, you're <laughs> saying BS on that. Well, I mean, you know, Giselle's an icon. You're saying BS. She on looks that. like every Instagram model you've ever seen. I don't know, man. That... <laughs> what are we doing? Woo! Veronica Karajek, I think is how you say her name. Go look her up. And she's 20 years younger than 20 Tom? 20 years younger than Tom. That, that's doomed to fail, man. Oh, 
I'm like sweating. Uh, I mean, it's not because the studio's hot either. It's because, uh, man. Whew. Doomed to fail. All right, so let's get to uh, Ego's extra point here. All right. Let's uh, get you a good from that low a angle. good a good angle. What are All you right. talking about, Mister Facebook Live on Sundays, where you're like you got the worst <laughs> camera person in the history of cameras? I just got it propped up on the computer, man. All, All right. right. So, ego's extra point of this week, and this is um, if you are one of the top seeds in the playoffs, and you're one of the highest scorers, and you're you're rolling your your roster out there. You're not really too worried about it. You're just you've coasted in. You're going to keep coasting. This is not for you. This is for those managers like me who you're coming in like the five, six seed. You've got a really tough matchup week one. This guy's outscored you. This player has outscored you by a couple hundred points on the season. And you are projected to lose by like 20 or 30 points. (laughs) I'm going to give you the opposite advice that I gave you earlier in the season when I told you don't get cute. This is the week to get cute. This is the week to swing for the fences, to try to hit that home run. A few examples. Let's say you've gotten this far with Tua. Tua's been a top 10 fantasy QB all season. He's got amazing weapons. This week he goes on the road to Buffalo. There might be seven inches of snow. That is a tough matchup. Let's say Mike White's out there with that really, really nice matchup. Why would you ever start Mike White over Tua in the fantasy playoffs? Well, because you're swinging for the fences here. You don't want a safe floor. You want that chance to for a guy to come out and get you 35 fantasy points this is the time to do it. You're projected to lose. I mean, you're you're playing with house money. Let's say um, you've got Kenneth Walker, who's supposed to play, right? The guy's a stud. He's supposed to play tomorrow night, but that's San Francisco. I talked about Jarek McKinnon earlier in that matchup against Houston. Houston allows two starting running backs to look what Zeke and Pollard did last week. I would definitely start McKinnon over Walker this week if I needed to swing for the fences, if I needed that big punch. So this is the week to do it. Take a look at those matchups. Don't be scared to bench a guy that you don't like the matchup for a guy that you think might get you big numbers. Now's the time. Get a little cute. Maybe you can pull off a big upset in week one of your fantasy playoffs. Ego's extra point is up, and it's good. I dig that. Yeah. I think you need to, um, when we post this Ego's extra point, I'm going to try to get that one up pretty quick. I'm going to get that one up today so it, it starts needs to before. Be up today. So yeah. I think what you should do when I put it up on Facebook, I think you need to go on the, the, the Facebook post okay. and, and put on there who you need to get cute with. Okay. Because I think there's way more than just two. There is, but it, it's a time restraint thing I'm right. working with. So, yeah. I mean, it just there's looking here, more. I mean, yeah, there are a lot more. I mean, um, I mean, you got, you got, to, that's a great, great point. And I'm just looking at, and, and running backs, I think, especially are some that you can look at this week. Uh huh. Have some tough, tough, tough matchups who you might want to get cute with. I mean, there's uh, there's Chris Moore from Houston. I would look at mm-hmm. over maybe like a um, like a Deontay Johnson, or you know what I mean, somebody you've right. just been rolling with and taking his 10, 11 points every week in your flex. Well, now's the time that you need big points. Right. So it's, you know, this is, it's time to really start looking at some of this stuff. So yep. go check it out. I think you should put a, a few more of those on the Facebook page. Okay. We're getting out of here, man. That's it. Good luck to you in your uh, week one fantasy or round one fantasy playoffs. Good luck to you, Ego. I hope you win. Hope getting cute helps you out a little I'm gonna bit. i have to get cute. Have fun watching the ref. All right. Because okay. right. you're going to love that movie and come back and talk about it. See how it's the best Christmas movie you've ever seen in your entire life. And, uh, guys, that's it, man. We will see you next week. Don't forget, follow us on Facebook, Twitter, all that good stuff. It's Fantasy Football Junkies, making winning your fantasy league a reality, not a fantasy, every single week. It's a Newhoff Media Podcast.